Hey Protocol listeners, how's it going? This is Jamie Goldman. I'm here with Spencer Burback, and we're ready to give you guys another show. We don't even need to do this right now, but uh, yeah, we're here with Brian Stanton. He's uh, joined us today uh, here at the Lumberyard. We're going to do some riding after this and go play around. Um, and uh, he's going to tell us a little bit, of, little bit about... Uh, how the company got started, where they've been, what they've been up to, and uh, all the kids they've been helping out lately. Um, so, Brian, how's how's it going, bud? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Right on, man. Yeah. Um, seeing your little kid out there, he's been shredding it up here at the Lumberyard. He's always out there, and uh, today is no different. He's getting it warmed up for us. Oh, yeah. He's warming up track. Yeah. I like it. Packing Just it in. Some rubber on the on the wood. Yeah, for sure. All right, Brian. So, hey, man, we want to talk to you a little about Little Shredders, man. That uh, it's a big company in the little guy world, and uh, you know, I, I see a lot of people popping up on these bikes. They're all over the place. I I see them when I'm driving around town on the backs of cars and um, random places all over the internet now. Um, there's some of the sickest, uh, tyke bikes out there, uh, the lightest and, um, most badass looking. So I want to talk to you about these things and, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess to get us started off, uh, how did these things start off? What drove you to kind of want to, want to attack that market? Well, my son, Gavin, he was, uh, shoot. We took him to Whistler. It kind of all started from traveling to Whistler and riding the bike park there. And uh, so we went there. He was six months old, first time he was up there. And we had, that was our first trip to Whistler. And we just had a blast. And we kept going back every year. And uh, once he uh, got to the age that he could ride a bike, well, he actually was on a balance bike at... uh, just a little over a year, uh, started balancing and, uh, then was pedaling at two and a half. And then we, uh, went up there. Uh, he really wanted to ride in the bike park, but of course to ride in the bike park, you got to have brakes front and rear on a bike, no coaster brake, and really no bike existed like that. And, uh, so for his, let's see, it'd be, he's about three and a half. I decided that year when we were going to make our annual trip up there that I would build him a bike. And I took a Redline Pit Boss, uh, welded a disc tab on the front fork, put a, laced up some disc hubs in the thing, and uh, made him a bike that he could ride. And we kind of snuck in under the radar, went and bought his lift ticket when uh, nobody... Uh, was oh, kind of looking. They have an age limit on the or minimum on the on the lift. Yeah, table. yeah. I think at the time it was seven years Whoa. old, and he was three and a half. <laughs> and uh, so I kind of snuck in there, bought the ticket, and then we suited him up in body armor, full face helmet, and we pushed the bike up to the gondola and just uh, played it off. And the guy kind of looked at him. He's like, "Oh wow, he's a young one, huh?" I'm like, "Yeah, he's a ripper, you Little know." Little for seven. And 
you know, we were just, we had to tell Gavin, if anybody asks you, you're seven years old. You know, he's like, <laughs> you're a seven not. year old he's midget. Too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's like, three year olds are I'm too not. honest. I'm only three and a half. You know, I'm like, listen, you know, you know, when you're trying to tell your kid, like, you just got a little, tell a little white lie or whatever, you know? So it was, you won was the parenting funny. award that yeah. year. <laughs> so we, uh, we went up and, uh, he rode the easy does it trail and, uh, he was good for about one lap. And, uh, and we rode Rosie and I, uh, as a family at three and a half. And it was, uh, that, that year we did two trips that year and the second trip, uh, we were at the, uh, GBB Garbanzo bike and being there getting some lunch. And this guy comes up to me and he's like, Oh wow, look at this bike. And he's like, this thing's amazing. It's like, Oh, my kid rides. And you know, and, and I saw his, his name badge and he worked for the Whistler bike park and I got a little freaked out and he's like man how old is this guy riding this thing and I'm just like well I don't really want to tell him you know because I was afraid that they'd like pull his pass and we wouldn't be able to ride and right uh and and I'm like well he's three and a half and he's like are you kidding me and I'm just like, no. And he's like, let me see him ride this thing. So Gavin went and rode down some stairs, you know, and <laughs> he had good bike control. And it turns out it was uh, Brian Finestone who runs the bike park. And he was super jazzed to see a kid's bike with disc brakes because his son had been riding in the bike park. And, you know, there just at the time there wasn't any bikes around. And, and how so, old was his son at the time? I think Finn, he's three years older than, so he must have been... I guess he's five, six, probably. So he's breaking his own rules in this. Yeah, own yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and man. so in, in, you know, his son Finn had a chromoly bike that was handed down. He they got from somebody that had disc brakes on it, and and uh, so he was super jazzed to see it, and uh, yeah, and so we. Uh, yeah, and, and it, I mean the biggest thing right there is those disc brakes because those kids the whole way down the hill are right. on the brakes. Yeah. There's no no letting off, and it's right. like you 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 have like a coaster brake or V brakes. Your hubs, all the bearings are going to be blown out. Right. Just getting so hot. Yeah, and so that that was my number one thing. It's like I knew uh, that kids, you know, their hands just aren't strong enough. You know, they're just physically not. And any of the the bikes out there with the V brakes, and they just they just can't keep up. You know, and uh, so that that was my main thing when I built that bike for him was disc brakes and uh and it didn't have a front fork no suspension so the thing was pretty bumpy I'd put what these, size of wheels it was 16 inch wheels so with no a, suspension and 16 inch yeah, wheels I think but he's feeling a bit of the bike yeah part. I got uh 2.4 <laughs> uh 16 by 2.4 tires out of the UK there was like a trials bike tire yeah. and you know we ran, ran them at maybe 15 pounds so they you know it's kind of like fat bike-ish kid you know because i think i know. remember those they looked like uh almost like a not a small block but kind of yeah, like a yeah. blocky looking yeah. yep it's like yeah. the who made the hook was that the maxis hookworms they had for a long time kind of had that blocky look to them something similar to that yeah, but, yeah. and uh so and then the you know he was having a blast and after that year then it was like man he needs front suspension and then in the bike that I'd built, it had, it was a BMX bike. So the bottom bracket was high. The front end was low. It, you know, 71 degree head tube angle, you know, oh, yeah, it just, just wasn't twitchy, designed yeah. to, 
excuse me, stand up and go downhill. You know, it just, so I then started looking for other bikes, uh, to modify and I found a specialized hot rock and I took that and then I found a MRP or at that time is white brothers fork and it came off a recumbent bike and it was a disc <laughs> brake air fork. It was lightweight, uh, and got one of the, got that. I think I bought the thing off of eBay. And oh, it was then, a suspension suspension fork. Okay. Front, yeah. Suspension fork. Mm-hmm. And, uh, put it on this uh, hot rock and surprisingly those things have really low bottom brackets and pretty steep head tube angles and when I put that fork on there it slackened it out to like 66 degree head tube angle and raised up the bottom bracket to just right at center line of the axle and I'm like man this is going to be perfect you know it's good slack geometry not a super high bottom bracket so I built that bike up a whole new bike and uh we went up that next year and uh people saw that we're at this hotel and somebody saw it and they're like i want to buy this bike right now and i'm just like (laughs) it's not for sale i just built it and they're like oh my god can you build me one and i was just like well i probably could you know i hadn't really thought about it you know i'm i was more concerned about just making a bike so we could ride in the bike park as a family yeah and uh so that guy wanted one and then another guy saw one that same weekend saw it and he's like man i really want one of these and so i kind of i took these guys numbers not really you know thinking much of it and contacted them and just kind of said listen you know these things cost me you know i had fifteen hundred dollars in this bike you know (laughs) by the time i built wheels and i did powder coat and did all this stuff and you know, and I was buying every part retail. I didn't have no connection or anything, you know, at the beginning. And, uh, so these guys agreed, yeah, we want one. And so I built, I think three bikes, one guy wanted two bikes and I built three of them and brought them up to Canada and sold them to these guys. And we just kind of, I don't know, it's like came up with this name, little shredder. And I don't, cause the kids were just, you know, figuring the kids that were going to ride them were going to be the shredders, you know, not yeah. just uh, ride around the block kids, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, no doubt. Uh, so it just kind of led from there, built those bikes, and then got to talking with Brian Finestone. And, you know, he's like, man, somebody needs to make a real full suspension bike, you know. And I'm just like, yeah, you know. And and I, I came home and uh, decided that, yeah, maybe I need to try and find somebody that could do it. And I sketched out some stuff and uh, got in contact with a local bike company that was here, a company called One Ghost. And uh, he turned me on to his engineer that they used and went and had a meeting with that guy, you know, laid out what I wanted. And then we started working on the project, came up with a price of what it would cost to uh, drop the frames and... Uh, you know, we did a whole bunch of different renditions of what the frame would look like. And we uh, settled on that single pivot design, uh, kind of mimicked after the Santa Cruz bullet. Uh, and yeah. uh, so it was simple. It was, you know, easy to fabricate. That was the other thing is, is like this bike is going to be a kid's bike. But, you know, as soon as you start adding suspension in these high-end components, all of a sudden the bike becomes very expensive. Yeah, and, because, uh, I mean, you've still got the same number of pieces the same number of welds yep you know and the fact that you're you're saving inches on tubing 
is right. the only difference. Yes. And that tubing is really not that expensive. No. All that goes into it is what the cost is, which yeah. is, you know, so to produce any high end bike, no matter how big the frame, it really kind of comes down to the same amount of work that goes yeah. into it. Yep. Yeah. And that's, uh, so we found, got that guy to, to draw the bike. We, you know, came up, you know, with a good plan of what we wanted. And, uh, uh, then it was starting to shop, trying to find somebody to build the bike. And I, I checked with a local company and then, uh, a, a guy that I'd met at a take your kid mountain biking head said, Hey, I know a guy down in California. He runs a mountain bike company or a friend of a friend. And it happened to be Ventana mountain bike. And, and he made the connection, uh, and, uh, and we, I emailed the guy and said, Hey, what do you think? Can, would you want to do this? And, uh, and he was super stoked, just, you know, super jazz to take on the project. And, uh, it, it didn't interfere with their line of bikes. They were all adult bikes that they were making. And he's like, yeah, this would be super rad. And so we, uh, we made 10 frames and, uh, to start with and, uh, uh, got them to a couple of kids up in Whistler and these kids were ripping the bike park and, you know, having fun and, and got one with my son Gavin. And, uh, and then we went to sea otter that year is 2012. We went to sea otter for the first time and it just blew up. It was, you know, we had, we had had a loose bike company, you know, put together. We, we got all this stuff in line insurance, all that stuff. And, you know, weren't really sure what would happen. We figured, well, we'll make 50 frames to start. It's either going to work or it's not, you know, kind of thing, you know, and, uh, and, uh, if it doesn't work, we'll hopefully get, make most of our money back on this first batch and, uh, we'll just do whatever we're doing, yeah. you know? And, well, it's uh, cool. Like, cause it's, you know, the whole thing just started out trying to help out other people, like, and get their kids going on something safe for the mountain. And right. that, that's like the coolest part, like a company that is based solely on wanting to have something that can protect their kid when they go mountain biking, you know, cause right. there just was no, no frames that could hold up to that abuse and mm -hmm. no Safely. components. Yeah. 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 No way. So it's like, and so aside from the frames, you've, you've now you've gotten these frames all built up and then, were other parts starting to fail because originally were you you customizing any of the parts? Well, uh, one of the parts was uh, cranks. So everything, all the you could find short cranks for uh, kids' bikes, but they were uh, for BMX, and the offset was wasn't quite right for uh, mountain bike use, and they were all five bolt chain rings, and you couldn't get you know, a whole lot of, you could get really big cogs like BMX racing, big chain rings, uh, but getting smaller stuff was, you know, hard to do. And, uh, so I went down to local place cyclone wholesale place and, uh, had them pull a whole bunch of crank arms. And I started looking at them and trying to figure out, well, could I shorten a set of cranks and just make them shorter? and uh found a, a set of shram cranks and a set of shimanos and uh had a friend make a 
a fixture that I could shorten them. And I just started making them uh, in 135 millimeter and 115 millimeter. And for every bike that I sold, I made that set of cranks. I drilled them, spot faced them, tapped them, cut the end off, sanded the ends. And it was a ton of work. It was like my, my nemesis. Every time <laughs> I'd have to spend two days building crank arms, I was just, I dreaded those How days. long did each, each crank take you? It, it would probably one arm, you know, start to finish, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, drill, sure. but how you many know, people out there realize that you had your those initial bikes, especially like you had your hands on every single piece and every single part of yep. those dang things from beginning to end. It's crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, those cranks, I, I would do, you know, 10 crank, 10 sets or 15 sets. Well, that's 30 crank arms, you know, so you're setting up the one i had one drill press and this fixture i could do in the drill press the friend made me it had all hardened guides so the drill bit didn't walk and the tap didn't walk around and everything and it was really nice i still have it but uh and uh yeah i would just drill every one of them (laughs) and then spot face every one so the pedal had an area to set you know uh, tighten down against, and then I would tap them. Then I'd take them over to the saw, cut everyone off, and then I'd take every one of them, and I made another fixture to a big 12-inch disc sander, and I <laughs> yeah. just burp, burp, sanded those things off. And, uh, yeah. And, so how much different is your process now? Well, I got, you know, as we grew, uh, I got with a company over in Taiwan, crank manufacturer, okay, and told them what I wanted. And I really wanted a two-piece lightweight crank set, you know, something that didn't exist. And, sure. Uh, and so I had this company uh, make me crank arms, and that's what we're currently using right now. So it, it's... Uh, super nice to go out to the shop and just grab a set of cranks off the (laughs) shelf and not think about that day those two days i was going to be in the shop doing nothing but drilling and tapping and sanding cranks sure because it's kind of cool going into your shop now i mean kind of seeing the progression of it over the years and like going from not much in there to now where you see like these boxes of of parts and you're just like just waiting to go to the next thing yep kind of cool it's like you got your own little mini bike shop for little kids it's yeah it's pretty sweet yeah and uh the other thing that that wasn't well the forks i uh started using the mrp uh rustler is what it's called now and that fork it was originally designed for a recumbent bike you know it has 80 millimeters of travel which was pretty sufficient for most kids we found that uh some of the kids uh uh, Finn Feinstone, Jackson Goldstone, some other local kids, you know, that they were pushing the limits of that fork. They needed more travel. And because uh, the kids just, it, it literally, that first year on those bikes, those kids were riding every trail in the bike park. And it was clearing A line, oh, all yeah. the trails, dirt merchant, you know, freight train. And it was just like, are you kidding me? These kids are, you know, eight years old and, you know, ripping this well, you, stuff you literally and, like gave them the ability to do that i mean what they're on before there's no possible way no. they're doing it so no. like well, these the bikes, bikes were 35 pound kids bikes yeah, yeah. and well, you're like that's heavier than my heart yeah i remember right. talking to you about this a while and like things like derailers and just like you go 
I mean, well, why, why does a kid's derailleur needs to be proportional? It doesn't need, they don't need a adult derailleur. And why does it weigh as much? I mean, they weigh a quarter as much. Their derailleur should weigh as qu- the quarter. Right. But without going to full race kit, super elite stuff, you can't really do that. So, right. I mean, you're still, you're still battling a little bit of that. Well, for the most part, I mean, I run Shimano componentry. Uh, the Z stuff is uh, shifter and derailleur. Uh, we use the SLX cassette, SLX mm-hmm. brakes. I found the Shimano brakes, the levers on those to work pretty good. Uh, really good, actually, for the kids' hands because they're so small. And they've got enough reach adjustment that you can yeah. dial the lever in pretty tight to the bar for even the smallest of hands. Yeah. And we, you know, we have kids on our bikes uh, the frames are convertible from 16 inch. You can do 18 or 20 inch wheels on the prodigy frame. And we have kids as young as three and a half riding in bike parks around the world on our bikes on with 16 inch wheels, a full suspension bike. Now, granted, they're not going probably as fast as some of the other kids, but they are, they are there riding and Mm -hmm. that that in itself at such a young age four years old three and a half it's amazing it it wasn't available you know prior to what we started doing people kids were just on hardtail rigid coaster brake bikes it's it's weird to see too i mean it, it really just reflects how young the mountain bike industry really is when this simply did not exist five six years ago just wasn't in existence and now you're starting to see some other companies popping up with stuff and for those of us that like have known you the whole time and that seen this process like to me it's kind of impossible to ignore the fact it's like oh yeah you brian did this first like yeah. you know this is you're yeah. i mean no i mean it's it's great it's cool to see the sport grow but uh it's kind of impossible to hide from the fact that they're kind of they saw what you did i'm sure every single one of them went oh look what this company's doing this tiny little company out of Troutdale, Oregon, and, you <laughs> right. know, like crazy. Yeah. How yeah. weird is it to roll up to a whistle, be in the Whistler bike park, like line and just see a bunch of your bikes with people that you've never even maybe spoken with before. And they're on your stuff. And it, it's been pretty weird, uh, riding, being in line and then being on the mountain and then stopping and a kid rolls up and I'm like, I, I remember that build, but I don't remember the name of the family. And it used to be when I first started that first 50, it was like, I, I knew all, every person where it went to, unless it went out of the country, but everyone that was in Whistler or local or something, you know, I, I knew pretty much everybody that had them. And now, you know, I, I see people and I was like, I remember the bike. I don't remember the name and introduce and, you know, and then we do a lap with them or something, you know, and just riding with the kids and, and it's just amazing. It, it really is to see families in it. And it's mainly it, it's husband, wife, uh, in kids all riding together. Yep. And, and that's what it's, it's really all about. And, and I get a lot of feedback of like, now I can ride with my son. He doesn't have to just sit by in the sidelines watching dad ride or, you know, stay at home or go to grandma's. We're riding as a family mm-hmm. and we're getting out there. And that's the other thing, like the bikes is building a lightweight bike. All the kids' bikes have always been super heavy and then gearing that's going to work. And so, you know, we've got good gearing. They're fairly lightweight, you know, they could always be lighter. But right now, like 
the the jump from you know where it's at now to really lightweight you know you look at a couple thousand bucks you know to to go to that next level and i'm hoping that uh with these other brands getting on board and building bikes uh you know that that it's going to push those companies too which have way more buying power to to change that market sure because like still all the wheels are everybody still does 32 or 36 hole wheels yeah they don't need it why do you need a 36 hole wheel on a kid's bike no and why do you need a steel seat post and why do you have a steel set of bars or you know things like that and uh with the buying power of these of the big companies i'm you know i'm hoping in due time that they will go hey we can make a this derailleur lighter and it's the junior spec derailleur sure. yeah. or because a guy uh, like me buys that derailleur it's gonna rip off right you know yeah but, yeah but, <laughs> but it'll, they, it'll work for yeah. those guys and uh lighter weight cassettes that's the other thing is yeah. cassettes you uh you know the cheap cassettes are heavy and the expensive cassettes that are 250 to 350 bucks they're really lightweight they're built, but that's built to ma- hold up to a 200 pound yeah grown yeah, man you know yeah so i'm hoping that you know as as things move on that uh the the bikes get better and better and we'll keep trying to push it ourselves but we're just a small company and uh you know it's my wife and i and gavin and uh you know we do the do it all by ourselves and uh you know so we do we do what we can and we're having fun with it and from uh, the outside it looks good man i'll tell you what like i see these things all around and it these these are top-notch bikes i mean the fit and finish everything is is sick it's it's uh what you expect out of like a really high-end company so it's it's awesome to see it like all over the place and and it gets me excited yeah so i i know you you've been talking a lot you go to whistler a whole bunch what uh what other kinds of trips have you guys been on or what's uh, or what's coming up well last year we or actually earlier this year we uh uh, had the chance to go back to Pittsburgh and hang out with the Hallahan family. And uh, we rode the wheel mill there. We took a trip up to Toronto, Canada to the Joyride 150 bike park. Ooh, and I uh, go there. if uh, anybody has a chance to go there, I highly recommend it. It's as good it. as it looks. Huh? Oh my gosh, it's yeah. amazing. So uh, then we came back. We were up there for a couple of days. We came back, did a road trip to Cleveland, went to Ray's. That place too is unbelievable. Uh, and then we went to the wheel mill in uh, Pittsburgh there. And so we got to do uh, three different uh, indoor bike parks and uh, meet a whole lot of cool people and passionate people that uh, just want people on bikes. And uh, at the end of the day, I think uh, that's all that I want is just more kids on bikes and yeah. uh, riding and having fun. Uh, and just ripping and these indoor bike parks have been instrumental in uh and just making amazing riders out of kids like young kids everywhere we went there was a a handful of kids that were just unbelievable and it's just like without these indoor bike parks i don't think it'd be possible Mm -hmm. The, the outdoor skate parks and so many states at least the place i went to you know through the winter toronto you know it gets hammered with snow there's no riding skate parks in the winter yeah you know uh cleveland to pittsburgh so uh and then you know we're we have the lumberyard here in portland and this place is uh 
been been amazing. You know, the people that run it are diehard bikers, uh, and uh, it's it's been pretty awesome. So it's a little uh, training ground for shredders. Yeah, it's crazy. It's funny when you'll sit up there on the deck and you'll see Gavin or or the McKenzie boys or Max come through, and they. It's funny you you sit up there and there'll be a an older guy that's like just trying to clear the first one and then these just group of little shredders <laughs> no pun intended will roll up on their bikes and just just crush the whole line throw a little a little style over the over you know the every it's like the same same look from the guys on the deck every <laughs> single time they're just like wow what the hell <laughs> you know like just they always got some smart ass yeah they look stuff. over there and they're like is the bar open yeah right <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm good Going back to the green line, yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah. it's great. Yeah, you see the same thing sitting in the in the restaurant area, and we're just sitting there, and people don't know who my kid is out there or whatever. And then it's like the dad just came in and he's talking about, oh, I just getting over the green line. And then he looks out there and here <laughs> these kids are, and they're clearing every jump, and they're like, did you just see those kids? You know, and you're just like, it's yeah. pretty cool, yeah, you know, because uh, people are like this is unbelievable, you know? And then, then their kids are like, wow, maybe I could be like that someday. And right. You know, and it's just like, you know, they can so, put in the time. So talking yeah. about kids and their dads, when, at what point is Gavin going to surpass you in the, in the bike park now you on know, the downhill where, how much more time do we have? <laughs> I, I think this next year is going <laughs> to be the turning point. Uh, it, uh, for sure he's uh, we're we're building a 24 inch bike for him now and uh the bigger wheels it's gonna be huge for rollover things a lot better and and it's already to the point you know I, i'm a okay rider i've never been top notch but you know i i just like to have fun and uh and he's already you know I, I film him and i put up videos and everybody there's always little comments that come in like uh, you might need to find a new filmer, you know, because all the video is Gavin a turn ahead of me. <laughs> you know, I, I get him out of one turn and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to have to, you know, hire somebody pretty soon to ride with my son just so I could see him ride. Because yeah. uh, so often I don't get to see him ride <laughs> until he stops somewhere. He's like, so dad, how was that jump? Did you happen to see me, uh, no foot can that jump? And I'm just like, yeah, no, I was back there a couple turns. I didn't happen to see that at all. You oh, know? I, uh, I, I dropped, I dropped my glove and I was just, yeah. I was just a little behind you. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, so I had to check and make sure I didn't get a flat tire. I was still there. I, yeah. mean, I, was, so, I totally crushed that. But, uh, I think this year is going to be for sure the turning point with those bigger wheels. And, uh, I think racing wise, uh, we're going to try to follow the whole Northwest cup this year. Cool. And, uh, See you there. so I, I think it'll, it'll be huge. Just the bigger wheels, oh, yeah. uh, just some of the rock gardens and stuff. It just yep. swells yep. up those small tires. Yeah. Them up and, uh, so, uh, yeah. I, I had the opportunity, I think at, uh, PA at Port Angeles this year during the underworld cup, uh, did a lap with all the boys and, uh, and I, I could see it where in some of this, in some of the sections, I, uh, I've shadowed Wyatt McKenzie down on his race run. And so we're all up, it was, which was a blast. I'm like, I just want to coach this year. Just hang out with the kids. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, it was a good time. And hanging out with all the kids, having the having fun, making jokes and everything. Uh, Delzer just being himself up there, you know, yeah. it, was a, it was a great time. And 
So anyways, following Wyatt down, uh, I could tell, like, they're coming some corners, and you're watching them just skip over stuff, and I'm just going, holy crap, they go this fast through stuff? Like, I had absolutely no clue. And I'm, I mean, there's times where I'm, like, having to kind of pedal to keep up with him as he's, like, cranking through stuff. I'm just like, I honestly had no idea they were hitting downhills this fast. It yeah. blew my mind. So, yeah, yeah following them is amazing it's a it's a great opportunity if, he, if you ever anybody ever gets a chance to follow all these kids down a trail it's crazy i can't imagine then uh whistler where it's maybe a little bit more buffed out and they can carry some speed through some big tables it's gotta oh, be amazing yeah. to see i mean yeah. when you feel when you're riding through all those like chuck holes in mm-hmm. whistler i mean they're abusive on a big bike yeah with 10 inches of suspension yeah right and then you put the little kid on there almost going the same speed clearing all the jumps so they must be going the same speed right you know those things are getting eaten alive in some of those big old holes dude. yeah oh yeah i mean that's impressive dude yeah the bikes you know the the newest fork that we're running now is 100 mils of travel the rear has three and a half inches of travel and uh so but the 20 inch wheels is is really the you know the probably the thing that's slowing some of the kids up you know but i mean I'm people, say it's we sl- go to 27.5 and people are like oh my gosh it's so much right. better but right. so it's, now going from 16s and and 20s to 24s right. that's huge but yeah. and it's completely yeah. necessary though for them to go through that process right. like i mean you can't put them on 24s when they're tiny which oh, sure yeah. it'd be like a big person running like 36s or something it'd just be yeah. out of control but yeah. um so it's cool i mean it gives them that stepping stone yeah and it's cool that you still provide a 24 now to yep give so speaking of the 24 when did that come into play so that was because uh, that's pre-gavin needing yep a 24. yeah that so was that's like a proactive was, measure yeah it was the uh fin fine stone he was getting to the point that 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 original bike was you know just top tube wasn't long enough and he was getting so fast that you know he just needed bigger wheels and so i got with engineer and said hey how can we you know what can we do to make this bike bigger can we use the frame same frame design basically just make it bigger and he's like oh yeah and so we built it with two travel settings uh with uh, four inch and five inch travel settings. The original one had four, four and a half and five inches. And so in the five inch travel setting that lowered the bottom bracket and slackened the, the head tube out. And when you put a 140 mil fork on there, if you ran it in the four inch travel setting with a hundred mil fork, it had like a 60, 67 degree head tube angle and then when you put a 140 mil fork on there five inch travel in the back it was a 65 degree head tube angle with a lower bottom bracket so with that same bike we can build kind of a slacked out downhill bike put some fatter tires on it wider rims uh bigger rotors and chain guide and have a downhill bike or you can put a hundred mil lightweight fork on there, put it in the four inch travel setting, put a you know, little narrow wide front ring on it and a big climbing cog and it's a lightweight wheel set and That's what uh, I was just gonna ask. Well, that dropped bike. a lot of weight yeah. off I mean in comparison. Yeah. So we can build that, a that. twenty 
the 24 and that what i call the xc kind of trail lightweight build is 24 and a half pounds and then it's enduro now yeah enduro it's sorry enduro trail trail bike yeah uh or the you know the downhill spec which gets you a, a heavy set of tires and heavier tubes and that's uh, about 28 and a half pounds. So Are, it's, is he been like, do they ever have problems with pinch flatting with the, the weight that they have? Very few. I mean, Gavin hasn't ever really had a problem with pinch. Flatting. God, I need and even need low air pressure because the kids are so, so small, you know, they're like 50 pounds. Do you and run? T- have you ever ran tubeless on them? I have not. I am doing his 24 tubeless right now. Sick. So that's, that's the first bike that I've done that with uh so we'll see how how that works out and if we can really run those lower air pressures that a lot of the tubeless guys are running a little less and yeah. and just see how that works and you know it'll be a trial and error thing i guess so uh so yeah yeah that's okay. sick so okay so we go 24s do you have any ambitions of jumping into with the 25 and a half well, used, market. Yeah, it used to be, I mean, what we all rode, but I, I know I've talked to you about this in the past, but like I, I see a future in 26 inches for for kids or for, I know, I mean, it's got to be the next step and putting them on 27.5 would be right. insane. Yeah, like, and that that is what happened. Uh, Finn Feinstone, uh, Delzer's son, yep, yep. like the, the kids are – again progressing beyond the abilities of our 24 inch bike like five inches of travel even though they're only like 70 pounds these kids are surpassing what this bike can do and all of a sudden this 27.5 came out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and everybody dropped 26 inch like it was you know i don't know yeah (laughs) just gone a bad habit yeah it's out of here and uh so all of a sudden kids are like, or adults, dads are going, well, what am I going to do? How do I put my 10 year old or 11 year old kid on a 27.5? And, uh, so we, uh, uh, got a couple of, uh, specialized, uh, demo eight extra small 26 inch wheel leftovers that were few left. And those kids got those bikes built up for this year. And, uh, but yeah, I, I, found it super crazy that all these companies just dropped that it's insane. you know and, and even for smaller women you know a sure. five foot woman you know 27.5 well you know, for like e- before uh, 27.5 it at least gave them that ability for xc because for, for a while i was working in a bike shop right when this transition happened it was 29ers and it was like you want an xc bike for your wife that's never ridden a bike before you're on the big wheel i'm sorry she's four foot nine like right that's what you're gonna have to ride yeah. Uh, either that or some super crappy 26 inch bike. So at least with the 27.5, it gives them that ability. But sure. I mean, yeah, there's still a market out there for it. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So, you know, I would love to get into that market, but I think, you know, currently we have a, a, a pretty simple single pivot design. Uh, it does a job. It works. It's not the super high tech VPP or anything, you know, uh, and, uh, it's dependable, but, I would imagine, uh, huh? yeah, yeah. Easy and, to uh, service. You're yep. not popping out a million different bearings. Yep. 
And, uh, and then from a manufacturing standpoint too, it's just, there's less moving parts. There's sure. left CNC linkage pieces, you know, bearings, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, so I, I feel like if I got to that next, went to that 26, I'd need to get on somebody's, you know, VPP or DW link or, you know, get something that's legitimate, not, I guess, legitimate, but maybe a, uh, you know, uh, more proven suspension design that's pedaling friendly as well as, you know, downhill ability. Yeah, because I mean, when when you're that's just a it's just a different style of market there. I mean, then you're then you're to everybody once you go up, bump it up to that next um, twenty six inch and above is is like adult bikes, you know. Yeah. So it's like right now it's the kids bikes, and that's what you need is something simple and. And then the kids actually can learn how to work on their own bikes. And, and you know, you, you can't complicate something. Then the kid takes the whole thing apart and you're like, wait, how do I put this thing back together? I don't yeah. even realize, sure. you know? So like from that standpoint is teaching your kids how to like actually work on their own bikes and stuff too is like really cool. It's actually something that's can happen. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we're we're actually just talked about this here a uh, month ago about like a video web series of of working on your bikes and yeah. uh, you know because there's a, a you know suspension setup you know and then uh, maybe uh, a little bit of tech and a little bit of writing like uh, okay you know elbows out you know uh, flat pedal yeah. you know things like that. Because just uh, because some some kid's dad can buy him a bike doesn't mean that the dad knows how to teach him how to ride it. Right. So yeah. that would be a really cool way yeah. to kind of uh, push push kids to the next level too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And just uh, I think kids at a young age they're they're sponges for one, and yeah. uh, so to to get them to to know that they need to clean their bike and not leave it out and not lay it down on the derailleur side and don't drop the bike Wait, and what? don't ghost ride the bike. <laughs> what? And, uh, you the know, whole world's crashing down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, things like that, you know, like I see kids and, uh, you know, there's, uh, they, they just need a little direction sometimes. And, uh, and I think it'd be fun, just a, a fun video that, that the whole family could sit down and watch and, and maybe learn a little something each one of them takes something away from the video yeah. and uh, from changing a flat to pumping up the front sh- fork and the rear shock and, you know, things like that and uh, how to pull the rear wheel off, you know, like some people are just like, you know, they yeah. just, they don't know. The derailleur's and, uh, all yeah. up in your way. Yeah. I mean, I see people have lots of trouble with yeah. that. <laughs> so uh, I'm getting just really jamming good it back that. in there. <laughs> I've been getting really good at this year because I've had like four flats per <laughs> ride lately. That's so. a good number. Yeah. Dude. So I'm, I'm, I'm dialed in. Uh, <laughs> if you need any tips on t- changing trail side flats, everyone hates me because I'm like, oh, sorry guys, I'm going to have to wait up a couple minutes, change some flats. I got a certain set of wheels that, I swear to God, something's going on with them because I've pinch flatted tires. Like yeah, it's never the, the rider. It's never the rider. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's got it. I might be packing on a few extra pounds this year. I haven't been riding as much. So yeah, I swear to you, I've been driving pinch- that snap on truck around. Oh, dude. Yeah. That thing doesn't. That no, doesn't no, do it's good. something with that. Yeah. That weight. career choice just just <laughs> adds weight by the day. Oh, funny. Um, yeah, that's cool though. That's exciting. I look forward to seeing it. Yeah. 
I think there's a lot to be uh, said there, a lot to be learned for the kids. Um, yeah, so going off about, uh, we're talking about kind of family trips and everything. Uh, talk a little bit about how this has been like as an effect for your family because it seems like it's been a complete lifestyle change for you guys with Gavin growing up and traveling around. We've talked about all the places you've been, but talk a little bit about how big this has been for for your family and the effect it's had on it. It's, it's been amazing. Uh, the places that we've got to go, uh, and just the, the people that we've met, the fun that we've had, uh, trips to California multiple times a year. And then the Whistler trips, the back East trips, uh, it, it's been a lot of fun and we've, we've always taken Gavin everywhere with us. He's kind of was the, the kid that the reason this company exists was because of him and in the need for a bike. And then, uh, you know, the families that I met in Whistler that went, Hey, we should make, you know, somebody needs to make a bike. And, and, and I, I honestly, I had zero background knowledge in the bike industry. None. I, I had a, still have a company. I build custom drive lines for rock crawlers and hot rods and low riders and all kinds of vehicles. And so, uh, you know, that's, I've been doing that for better part of 20 years. And, uh, to get into this bike thing was, you know, uh, it was an eye opener for one, but, uh, but the, the people in this industry are just, just amazing. And, and everybody's wants to do the same thing and that's ride bikes. Yeah. And, uh, so no matter where we go, it's just, Hey, come ride here. Hey, ride this trail here, you know? Uh, and just, everybody's just super friendly. And at the end of the day, we, we all just want to ride bikes and, uh, it's, that's what it's all it's, about. It's dude. awesome. And so, uh, that's why we're here. Yeah. I don't think there's <laughs> any other community in the world of like of sports worldwide where it's so diverse from like XC guys to dirt jumpers, to downhillers, to enduro racers or whatever and i know the lumberyard's like a great place great example of that you'll get everyone to come together and all of a sudden everybody's just having a good time riding through a bike park or something like right. that like there's yeah. no other sport in the world like that i mean that's one reason i, I kind of backed out of snowboarding is i hated how territorial and frankly a bunch of them are dickheads but uh <laughs> yeah i mean it's just it, there's no other sport dickheads like epic <laughs> Epic tickets. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, there's no other place like it. So then with seeing these kids growing up like this, it's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. So it really yeah. is. Well, Hey Brian, man, that was awesome hanging out, dude. Yeah. It's cool to hear the story and, uh, I can't wait to see the future, dude. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me guys. It's, uh, it's been pretty awesome and, uh, yeah. We're going to, well, maybe we'll get you on throughout the, throughout the season. We'll get some reports from, uh, how Gavin's racing career is going. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, we're pretty excited uh, about this uh, this coming year. And, Seems like uh, a, lot, a lot of your bikes will be out there on the on the series this year. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, another girl that raced this year, did really well, uh, Brooke. She's getting a 24-inch. Cool. She's moving up. And, uh, so, yeah, it uh, should be fun. Another boy, Wyatt, local boy here, he's uh, getting a 24-inch as well. And so I, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be pretty fun to see all these young kids ripping. And, uh, you I know, want a little Shredder class at some of these races <laughs> where it's just like, I mean, it's crazy. It might be for another time, but how diverse in age that category is. I mean, what is it like? 
anyone 15 and under is just like, ah, just go in this race in this yeah, class or yeah. something. Yeah, and that, it's kind of tough right now for all the, the little kids because it is, I think it's, it's either 15 or 14 and under or 13 and under, uh, cat three. And it's, you know, you got some 13 year old kids that are like five, eight, you know, and 150 pounds, you know, and they're riding 26 inch wheel bike. And here's my son at 55 pounds on 20 inch wheels. And it's just like, enough it's weight not to carry him quite, down the hill. you know, equal, but, uh, you know, so I'm hoping as, as more and more kids are competing from, uh, we raced Sea Otter last year to, uh, you know, race, did a race in Whistler and then the Northwest Cup. I've got other customers that are racing a Gravity E series, uh, guys racing in Colorado with their kids. And, you know, with the more and more kids, the more and more bikes being available to kids, full suspension bikes, there's more coming to all these races and i'm hoping that the uh the age category is going to trickle down maybe like bmx where you've got you've got you know a 10 year old class an eight year old class you know you know yeah. on hey down. event organizers just make the class already right northwest right. cup yeah you know like a you know or a seven and eight uh sure five and six seven and eight sure. nine and ten something like that you know they're dropping in couple, anyways yeah, yeah yeah right they're racing anyways Put yeah. a, put them in a results page under that age yeah. group. What? Yeah. How hard is it? Even if know? there's only a couple of kids in each one, it's better than like looking at a podium and seeing one kid that's like, you know, five five, and the other kid that's under four feet is right. kind of like, what the hell? Yeah, going on? I mean, it's awesome when the guy on the top of the podium is shorter than ooh, yeah, than the <laughs> yeah. guy on the bottom of the podium though. Which <laughs> if he's on in third place and yeah. he's taller than the person, yeah, he's still two feet in, down, yeah. but he's yeah. still taller than him. <laughs> yeah, good. yeah, and I have seen that actually already on some kids in California riding our bikes. <laughs> you know, the one little boy Dominic, he's uh, he's pretty on fire, and he. Uh, He's beat some some bigger kids and another kid Merrick down San Diego area and uh, the kids on fire too and he's uh, he's a ripper and uh, and all of them you know they just uh, uh, beaten the bigger kids you know but they they started riding and, and they've been on these bikes for a while now and so they they've got this skill that some of these other kids are just getting into it just don't have yet yeah and uh, so uh, so yeah it's it's pretty cool (laughs) well right on we'll we'll let you get back to it i think we're all gonna head out there and chase the kids around the uh the pump track out here yeah and uh it's time to go get some riding in let's go have a session all right all right guys guys yeah thanks for tuning in thank you very much brian um and guys again hit us up on uh protocol on our instagram page if you got any questions people you want to see on the show any suggestions and uh, we'll come back to you very soon. Thank you very much. I'll use it